0: The state of politics, in the West at least today, it's hardly surprising that a great many people have rather given up on politics altogether, perhaps they've even given up on the democratic process itself. I'm reminded of a line somewhere in the Bible where you hear a prophet saying, who will go for us? And we are indeed looking, I think, for leaders more than ever today. And such leaders as we have, I don't think fit the expectation of the person who cries, perhaps on our behalf or perhaps within ourselves, who will go for us. You look at home here in the UK where I live and you see an individual who rests on a kind of assumed right to rule mentality with very little, it seems, in the way of personal integrity to give credence or substance to anything he says or anything he purports to stand for. He seems also to hold those who have handed him power, if not the authority, to hold them in utter contempt. We see what appears at least by the reports of the media who aren't entirely to be trusted all the time, a weakening leadership in the USA. And so what we have here in the West is a fear of a kind of vacuum, a vacuum which is created or needs to be filled by something like confidence and trust. It would be easy to put in place, perhaps, were we in some other kind of society or to have in place an individual who would simply invite us to or force us to let go of our own personal ability to think things through, and any kind of conscience that we might have about the way society ought to be, or the way things ought to be run. That wouldn't work either. So what is it that we are now requiring of our leaders? Do we perhaps just simply need, at least in the UK, to start again afresh? But if we are to start again afresh with, say, a new leader for the current government, who will go for us? Where is an individual that we could conceivably put some trust in? Now, without wishing to sound overly partisan, I live in Wales and our first minister, I think surprisingly perhaps, because he perhaps doesn't have the charismatic look or manner, of somebody who could instantly win hearts. But he does have something about him that inspires a sense of, I think we know where we're trying to go, of trust, of of confidence. And I think this isn't just a matter of being clever at politics, far from it. I think it's a matter of that person's, that man's integrity, and of his attitude to politics as a whole, and particularly to leadership. I think the First Minister of Wales, Mark Drakeford, is somebody who really does put the interests of the nation first, put the interests of the people that he is called to serve first. I think then that as a result of this, this gives him authority rather than power. He's not, in fact, an individual who comes across as particularly wanting power and he's not somebody who you would associate with the idea of power. Nor for that matter, really, is the leader of the British government of the Prime Minister. So what are we really talking about here? I think that what we're needing now amongst our leaders is something like authority. And here I'm thinking also of the church where we have in certain parts of the church, and it's been in the press a lot recently, a real crisis of authority and leadership. We hear reports of unbelievable bullying from bishops who should know better. One doesn't know why this happens, but I suspect that people who bully, people who are in positions of power and who bully others, are generally very frightened people. They're people who are afraid of losing their tenuous grip on the power that they have. But I would say, perhaps to them, that what they're doing is actually, they have a ladder which is leaning up against the wrong wall, but it's not power that is actually going to do it for them, or indeed to do it for those they're called to serve. And therein lies the truth, of course, is that the root of real authority lies in service, in a desire to, first of all, protect, and bring about the best possible outcome of any situation for a nation or for a church or for a community, that is leadership. And who do we have and what can we call upon to model that kind of leadership? Well, as I was preparing to talk about this issue, I happened to notice that the Samaritans have started a movement where they are present on in railway stations, a lot of them country or rural or provincial railway stations, not very busy ones like the ones in the city centres, but ones where there might be one or two people standing there. And I can well imagine these Samaritans just being there to listen and to, in a sense, bear with people as they speak about the things which, according to the data that we receive, most concern them which is illness and mental health, and loneliness. Not, oddly enough, it seems, money, but the state of a person's mind and heart. I think we can translate that back to a nation and indeed to a church. It's the state of a nation's mind and heart, as well as its physical health, the state of a church's mind and heart that should be mattering to its leaders. And it should be mattering and speaking to those leaders in such a way that the leaders themselves know where to find the words and actions which will build confidence, build trust. In the Christian church, for sure, its leaders should be looking to the one who has the ultimate authority and exercised it through the ultimate act of service to Jesus Christ himself. They should embody this good news. They should embody the fact that God, Emmanuel, whose coming we are still celebrating in this season of epiphany, this season when we look towards perhaps the beginnings of the lengthening of days, the beginnings of more light coming into our darkness, look to the Christ who represents that very transition, transformation, turning about of the state of the world and our society, who makes that possible. But he also looks to leaders to actually do that work initially, although we must all do it in the context of whatever responsibilities we may bear to other people. But we look first to our leaders. So perhaps the rest of us need to get behind those leaders in spirit, if not necessarily in practice, willing them to turn to the light and to open their hearts to not only truth, but to love itself, to take their responsibility for leadership as the responsibility they hold and are answerable to God for, to lead with compassion and wisdom. Who will go for us? Who indeed?